We're back in the dressing room at Commonwealth Stadium. The Eskimos have uh, just named Brock Sunderland, the uh, vice president of football operations and the general manager of the team, and he joins us now, Morley Scott, along with Dave Campbell. Brock, uh, welcome and congratulations. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and uh, easily one of the best days of my life. Uh, that's uh, that's great to hear. I, I This is the question, since your name came up and it became known that you're going to get the job, the timing of this whole thing has been weird. Is it How difficult do you think it's going to be, or is it going to be not as difficult to step into a GM's job at this point in the season when, you know, players have been signed, coaching staff is in place, minicamp has been planned and everything. You get a chance maybe to just kind of observe a little bit more than you would in the normal circumstances? Yeah, absolutely. I think observing the fact that we have minicamp this coming up weekend will be a quick way to evaluate our roster. And kind of as I indicated at the podium there, the fact that Jason and I have worked together before, I think we're going to align and get on the same page very quickly. I've had a chance to speak with him over the weekend a couple times, one time uh, at length over the roster, and uh, we're already on the same page. So I think we've hit the ground running well. Uh, The relationship with Jason, obviously, I know you're not you want a general manager's job no matter what, but sure. obviously that relationship played a big role in accepting this one. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no uh, doubt. Uh, like, as I said, we, I think philosophically we see eye to eye in football, but we also know how one another works and how one another communicates. And I think that's one of the key things of a general manager head coach relationship is just knowing each other and how you work. Speaking about this process, and, you know, Marcel Desjardins had a national conference call. Um, and the first question out of the shoot was granting the Eskimos the permission for you to interview. And he said right off the bat, the timing wasn't great for us, mm-hmm. but we didn't want to stand in the way of Brock having this opportunity to interview. Uh, when you hear that, what does that mean to you? And, and I'm sure you can appreciate Marcel's uh, position here, but sure. uh, what does it mean to you that the organization with Marcel and Jeff Hunt, that they granted you this opportunity? It means everything. It was, it was a win-win for me because Ottawa has been a tremendous opportunity. Marcel was my boss, but he's always been a friend first and foremost. And as I mentioned at the podium, he has mentored me. He's helped move my career forward multiple times. So I wasn't surprised. I understand it hinders them a bit, but they have a lot of competent, good football people there. Um, So I don't think they're going to miss a step. Uh, when it comes to being a general manager this time of the season and being someone in personnel, you know, we, we all talk about the timing. You know, mm-hmm. the timing is unusual because we don't usually see moves like this happen. But speak to the body work that's been done already, and I think you've kind of referenced it, but if you can go into it a little bit more specifically, how much work is actually done at this point in the season that maybe this won't be that much of a hindrance for you to just to step in and, and learn about your football team? Well, every organization works a little bit differently. Uh, I understand that Rob's taking the reins over the the draft process, so I'm going to link up with him and get on the same page with where the draft board is, and that'll be the biggest thing is it's a quick turnaround in the sense of we go to minicamp this weekend, we have a mandatory cut down May 1st, then we roll right into the draft. So it's a quick turnaround, and sometimes that might be good. Usually when you jump in and don't have time to overthink things, as the the saying goes, over-analysis causes paralysis. So if we can just hop in and see where we're at. The beauty of it is I've been in this league for four years now, again, the second time around. I know this roster very well, and Jason and I already spoke about pretty much every position, the depth, what some of our needs might be, so we're pretty much ready to roll for Vegas. When it comes to the draft, uh, is the general philosophy, because you know people are saying, well, how can you... you got opinions, obviously, on mm-hmm. what you see. Sure. Um, is it usually a needs draft, or is it a best player available draft? I know the NFL draft kind of hinders the preparation as well. Sure. Well, you balance it a little bit. If you know a guy's not going to be there, and it, it also depends what round you do that. I think 
my philosophy is going to be those guys that you might lose the NFL. You're going to take a little bit mid to late round as opposed to first, second, third. Ideally, you're going to get someone that can step in and help your club right away. But the board will dictate what we do, and I'm a big believer in stacking value. So you're not going to reach simply because he can be here. I'd rather wait a year to get a talented player and play with a guy that you may cut simply because he's there. Right. You talked about uh, you grew up in Montana. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you got CFL games on TV in Montana? I did. Uh, so you've been in touch with the CFL for a long time. Uh, you know the game uh, right from when you were small. I grew up loving the CFL because my dad had, a, I would say, a cup of coffee, but it might have been more a sip of coffee with the Calgary Stampeders. So one of the first jerseys I wore, sorry, S fans, but was a, a Stampeder <laughs> fan. Yeah. But that being said, being in Montana, my mother grew up on a wheat farm in northern Montana, so on the combine every summer, I got Eskimo games all day, every day, and a lot of times when people would say, who was your favorite player growing up? It was Gizmo Williams. You know what I mean? Being able to see a guy, his stature, I was a punt returner, I was a receiver, and seeing him do backflips, just, I've, I've been a fan of this organization for a long time. Well, you just rallied with the Eskimo fans. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Big well, ups there. The, you like the Giz, we can let the Stamps thing slide now a little bit. He didn't uh, make the team in Calgary, so I didn't like them. It was just a jersey. It was just a jersey. There you go. Perfect. Uh, you said you mentioned you, you talked to Jason a lot about the team and the personnel. What's your take, uh, maybe even before that conversation with Jason, what is your perception of this Eskimos football team coming in? A team, you probably pretty well because you've had in Ottawa a pretty good rivalry with them over the last couple of years. I think it's a very talented team. I think everything's in place here to be as successful as any team in the league right now. I think there's, when you go across the positions, there's not any real glaring weaknesses. So it's exciting. It's fun to step into that and, and hit the ground running. What's your philosophy as a general manager for building a team? quarterback first and foremost in this league your second would be uh, well first and foremost is head coach which I think we have second is quarterback if you don't have that you shouldn't even show up we have that here not only in Mike but in our depth and third's Canadian content so I, I think the top three things are, are very much in place here and, and we'll adjust we'll tweak and we'll move forward but I think it's a very uh, it's a table that's set well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned you know the CFL very well. You know football very well. I read some great stories, and it's probably not the time to talk about it. I'd love to sit down and talk to you about it a little bit more, but sure. uh, the time you spent with your father, uh, I read a story in the weekend that said your, one of your earliest memories is sitting on his knee watching film, like yeah. real film, and watching football The old projector film. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's what I mean. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you're, you're, you're a football lifer. Absolutely. I mean, this is, uh, from the time I was born, what, what fed our family and clothed us was professional football. So I always use the analogy a lot of times, if, if your father's a stockbroker or a teacher, you learn by osmosis. And a lot of my friends moved into the career path of their fathers. I've done the same thing. It just happens that mine's professional football. And you even worked for the Jets, who he worked for exactly. for a long Did you work with him with the Jets? No, was he there you know, then? The, the timing of it was very awkward. I had interviewed with the New Orleans Saints the day before, and my dad actually resigned the day before my interview with the Jets to go to the the Titans. So I walked in kind of thinking, <laughs> I'm walking to the Lions den here. I have no shot. Uh, but they they were incredibly classy and, and said, we're going to go off the merit of the interview, not circumstances. Obviously, uh, the draft is coming up in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You have mini camp next weekend. Uh, kind of take those out of the mix because there are things that are on the calendar. What's the first thing you want to do? What's the first thing you need to do? First thing I want to do is get uh, on the same page. I want to get down to Vegas with Jason and just sit with him. And as much as we've discussed things on the phone, you can't replace in-person conversations. So certainly just getting on the same page with Jason. Uh, the next thing is to meet with Rob 
job here, which I'll do in these next couple days, and just seeing where they're at in the draft process. I've seen almost all of these players so far for the draft, so I'll have my opinion, but I want to see what their philosophy is. And as I said up there, I think with the timing of this, it's easier for me to adjust and adhere to how they do things than try to make an entire organization adjust to me. And I guess the thing everyone's got to remember is the draft is coming up. It's mm-hmm. not like you're not prepared for the draft. You've sure. been preparing for the draft, but with Ottawa for the last several months. Right? Yeah, I've seen a lot of players. I was at the Combine. I conducted the, the player interviews at the Combine, so I, I feel I have a very good grasp of who's out there and who's going to be in the draft. So it sounds like it's mostly uh, like you got to observe what you have and listen to what Jason Moss and Rob Ralph are saying and even Paul Jones are saying, and then mm-hmm. you got to get a feel for the organization, what you have, right? Sure. Yeah, Yeah. the biggest thing right now, and as I said, is uh, I think a lot of times people come into these roles and they want to make drastic changes to put their their mark. And it's not a broken – the unique thing of this beyond the timing is I do not think this is a broken organization. It wasn't coming off of years of non-playoff appearances. They weren't getting rid of a head coach. So as I said, I just want to help keep the ship afloat, move it forward, and and fit in with everybody. You mentioned a a good team here, and it is a good team here, a team that had 10 wins Mm -hmm. and had to cross over. And, of course, you know what happened in the Eastern. Yes. The West, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, every team seemed to get better in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, from afar, what do you make of this division? Every team is good. I think you're right. But more to that, it's professional football in a nine-team league. Gone are the days, especially because of the salary cap, which creates parity. Gone are the days where you just show up and say, we're that much better than you where we're going to kick your butt. I mean, everybody has a chance to win on any given day. I mean, look at us going into the Grey Cup. Everybody thought we don't have a chance in hell. In the first half, you would have thought that the records were the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. So everybody can compete with everybody, and the depth of your roster, and I, I believe who your quarterback and who your head coach are are really the difference makers. Brock Sunderland, uh, we're getting dirty looks from the other guys in the media. I know they want to talk to you, so okay. uh, we'll let you go. Appreciate your time. Congratulations once again. Thank and you. And on behalf of all Eskimo fans, welcome to Edmonton, and uh, best of luck to you. Can't wait. Thank you, guys. I appreciate your time.